Welcome back to Financial Freedom 101. As always, I'm your host, Robert, and this is episode 19. I want to start off by apologizing about the late release for this episode. While we strive to release a new episode every two weeks, this past week has been extremely busy as we are in the process of purchasing a new rental property in the UK, and there have been a number of documents that we have been required to review, process, and action on. However, this delay actually goes great with the topic of this episode. Today's episode is all about the importance of training and ensuring you are getting the best return on your investment for that training. In order to achieve this, I'm not talking about just taking any training. I'm talking about making sure you have the right training and implementing what you have learned. After all, what good is training if you have no plans on ever using it? If you are a regular follower of this podcast, you will already know that I'm a big proponent of training. I've been involved with training for most of my career, both as a student and instructor. Not only have I taken training to improve my skills in different areas, but I've also designed, implemented, and executed training for a variety of audiences across a wide spectrum of topics. I have trained entry-level Marines on the basics of infantry tactics. I have trained the Iraqi army on becoming a cohesive fighting force. I have developed emergency evacuation training for the U.S. military, and I have spent the last five years as a consultant training companies on personnel management. Not to mention, we at Wolfpack have been hard at work on developing property investment and financial freedom training courses. We all know those people who love school, who love to sign up for different training courses and learn everything they can. While this is great, the question to ask is, will they ever use that knowledge? Will they put that knowledge to use, or is all of that education a waste of money? Don't get me wrong, education is never a waste, but education and training without implementation is a waste of resources. On the last podcast, I spoke with Jocelyn about the cost of our property investment education. It costs a lot of money to attend the training events and even travel to the UK for a mentorship. While it may have taken us a while to recover the funds and actually get started in property investing, we took action and implemented the training we have taken. Unfortunately, however, we know a lot of people that spent the same amount of money on the training and for one reason or another, they have not done anything with it and essentially threw all that money away. While they may have taken bits and pieces of that training and incorporated it with their normal activities, by and large, the resources spent were wasted. As investors, we are always looking at what our return on investment or ROI is. Everything we do is evaluated and there is a minimum ROI that we look for based on the risk, time, and energy involved with the transaction. If the ROI does not meet our standards, we do not proceed. The same can be said for training. If you take training, if you sign up for educational courses, or even go back to school to get a higher degree but fail to implement what you have learned, your ROI is zero or even negative as you have not only spent money but your time as well on that training. If you look at education as an investment and your ROI is zero or even negative, why would you want to spend money on it? As I mentioned at the beginning, this show is all about ensuring you are taking the right training and implementing it. If you are from the U.S. or follow U.S. news, you will know that one of the hot topics is the issue of student loans. There is currently close to $1.75 trillion U.S. dollars in U.S. student loan debt as of the beginning of 2022. 
On average, individuals are accumulating around $30,000 to attend college, while they are acquiring another $70,000 if they choose to go for an advanced degree. Please understand that I'm not looking at the political issues involved with student loans, but I'm using this to make a point on ensuring you're spending money on the right education. Although debt used for education can be considered good debt, it can just as easily be considered bad debt as well. If you are unsure about the difference between good debt and bad debt, I ask that you review episode 9 as we do discuss this in some detail there. Just because you have a college degree doesn't mean you'll get a well-paying job, especially if that degree has nothing to do with the job you want. Individuals that go to school and study fine arts may find it hard to land a job upon graduation as there is a limited demand for those degrees, and the jobs that want them are competitive. Likewise, if you obtain a degree in electrical engineering, but you really want to get a job in the finance sector, what good is a double E degree? Wouldn't your money have been better spent on a finance degree instead, which would have made you more desirable to a potential employer? If you took electrical engineering because you find that topic interesting, couldn't you have gone for a minor in it instead or taken other classes via other venues like a trade school in which classes tend to be a lot cheaper? The point that I'm trying to make is that while education is good, you need to ensure you are taking the right training, that you are gaining the right knowledge and acquiring the right tools for what you want to do. When I left active duty, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew if I wanted to open the doors to the vast management opportunities out there, I needed to educate myself on businesses and how businesses worked. While I got the training and gained management experience as an officer in the U.S. Marine Corps, there was a lot I did not know about corporate America or running a business. I had originally obtained an electrical engineering degree from the U.S. Naval Academy as my goal was to become a communications officer and it would have greatly supported my career. However, things quickly changed and I decided to become an infantry officer instead. Although not as relevant, I was still able to use a lot of the skills I learned from my degree like critical thinking, troubleshooting, and contingency planning throughout my military service. However, I knew this would only take me so far in my civilian career. As such, I decided to go for a master's in business education with a focus in finance, as this would not only provide me with a good foundation for running a business and understanding of how the different departments worked, but it would also help me understand the financial side of things. Even though I experienced a great ROI with my electrical engineering degree, had I gone for a master's in electrical engineering, the ROI would have been close to zero, while the ROI acquired from my MBA has been phenomenal. With all of that said, had I wanted to go into a career in finance, construction, manufacturing, or whatever else, the MBA would have served me well, but there would have been other degrees and other training that would have been much more relevant and therefore a better use of my resources, ultimately returning me a greater ROI. By choosing the right education, you can amplify your returns. A few of the key elements that you need to consider in order to do this are the cost, the time, and resources expended for the education. I've said on a number of occasions that expensive doesn't always mean better and cheap doesn't always mean bad, and this is where the ROI comes into play. You need to weigh the cost of the training that you are taking and what you are getting in return. 
Looking again at the property investment training we took, although it was extremely expensive, did it give us a better ROI than some of the other training courses out there that are half the cost? While I do not regret the money we spent on the course, and hindsight being 2020, when comparing the quality of instructors in general, the content being taught, the length of the training, and the ability of the company to relate that training to international investors, there's actually very little difference. So again, is one better than the other? This is a question you need to weigh as there are other resources and time factors that must be taken into consideration to know if the training is the right training for you. For instance, what is your time worth? One of the benefits of the course that we took compared to the others was that it was given in person in Singapore while the others were live online training based on UK time. Both would have required us to take leave from work to attend, but only one would have required us to stay up until at least midnight to get the full training. So why did I say at the very beginning of this episode that the reason for delaying the release of this episode was relevant to this topic? Well, that's simple. A number of the issues I'm having to deal with now, I learned how to deal with through my training. Over the last several weeks, I have seen a large number of posts on different property investing Facebook groups relating to the idea of training. Many people on these groups argue that there is no need to pay money to learn how to invest in property because you have enough free resources out there like YouTube videos, Facebook groups, and even self-help books on investing that you just don't need to waste your money paying some quote-unquote guru to train you on how to invest. Well, they are correct that there are a ton of free resources out there to help you learn how to invest in property. The issue is there's a ton of information out there that you have to sift through to find the relevant information for you. And even then, if you have the questions on a particular area on a particular topic, there is nobody to answer your questions in real time. Although there is nothing wrong with some of the free information out there, Anybody can post a video to YouTube, and anybody can respond to a Facebook post, but you never know if the person responding is an expert or not. At least with a training company, you can do your own due diligence on that training company and determine whether or not you think they're experts. Property training is not going to make you an expert, but it is there to help you build the foundational knowledge necessary to start your journey. There are a number of aspects to property investing that you can only learn by doing. But if you do not have a solid foundation in which to start from, you can lose a lot of money very quickly by making simple mistakes. Think about it. You can watch home improvement videos on how to install a fuse box into your home, but are you going to risk doing it yourself because you watched the video? No. You are going to hire a professional, somebody who has been trained to come and do it for you. So why then would you want to risk tens of thousands of dollars on property investing simply because you watched a YouTube video about it? One of the key aspects of the foundational training, which you will receive in almost any property training course that you could take, is how to do due diligence on a potential investment property. You can find books on this, but reading it is not the same as running through live examples with an instructor where you can ask questions about why a specific step was taken. Running the numbers on a property is another aspect that you can definitely read about, 
But what if you want to buy a property with a mortgage? How does that affect your numbers? What if you need to do extensive renovations to a property? How can you buy that property when considering most banks won't loan on a house that will be made uninhabitable due to renovations taking place? How does that affect your calculations? I have looked at several books that talk about running numbers on property, and they rarely go into details about these different scenarios. But guess what? The property training courses do. They will go over the basics and running the numbers on each scenario, highlighting key things to consider for each. And if you have a questions about a specific scenario, the instructor can answer it in real time. For instance, most books won't highlight the common practice of following the six-month lending rule by lenders in the UK. This is a practice of lenders not lending on a property within six months of another loan having been taken out on that property. So how does that affect your calculations? If you want to buy, renovate, and sell a house as a flip, but you have to take out a bridging loan to buy the house, you could be left sitting on a vacant house for three, four, or even five months before you're even able to start the process of selling it. The sad thing is, I have seen a number of these self-taught investors not know this rule and then wind up losing money because they couldn't sell the property in the two, three month time frame that they were planning. It doesn't happen that often now, but it's still a practice that some lenders follow and therefore should be planned for. Property training is not cheap, but then again, neither is making a mistake when buying an investment property. As many of our listeners already know, I started two different meetup slash networking groups here in Singapore. The first group was designed to bring together all those individuals that took the same property training that we did. While I tried my best to ensure that only those that paid for the training were included, we did have a few people that were self-taught get into the group. I have nothing against those individuals who want to go down the self-taught path as it's a legitimate path. But one of these individuals actually validated why taking the paid training is so much better than the self-taught route. This individual spent almost three years trying to get started in the property investment business. He made basic mistakes, hired the wrong power team, failed to properly run numbers, overpaid for properties, and more. In fact, he even stated that once you add it all up, he probably spent close to twice as much getting started as we did because he did not have that foundational knowledge and was learning it on the go. With all of that said, he was actually one of the lucky ones as the biggest loss he suffered was a loss of his time. While there are tons of other stories out there about individuals losing tens of thousands of pounds because they failed to follow specific regulations. They failed to ensure certain safeguards were in place and more. With all of that said, there is nothing wrong with the free or extremely cheap training that you can find out there, but it is much more effective if you already have the foundational knowledge to start with. With so much information out there, the paid training is key as it helps to cut through the noise and gives you the information you need to create that proper foundation. You can then use this free training to strengthen or enhance the foundation as you know and have an idea of what to look for in the training. Even though I've spent thousands on paid property investment courses, I still read property investment books, 
I've watched YouTube videos, take inexpensive courses offered on the UK's National Residential Landlord Association or NRLA website. And I sit through free property investment webinars, all to ensure I stay up to date with the changing regulations, sharpen my knowledge on what to look for in property, and possibly gain ideas on how to make my investment process smoother. So to take this all back to the first part of the podcast, the foundational knowledge you get through paid courses will provide you with a great ROI, assuming you implement it. You can then use this free training to increase your ROI without having to waste your time sifting through all the irrelevant information, but instead focus on the areas you need to focus on. Are you interested in understanding more about getting the best ROI for the training you want to take? Are you interested in learning how to start your property investment journey or simply want to learn some of the basic skills needed to get started on your path towards financial freedom? If so, visit our website, check out our Wolfpack Academy, or drop us a message. We are here to help. I hope you got something out of this episode and have a better understanding as to why it's so important to ensure you take the right training and implement the training into your life. We all have the goal of one day becoming financially free, and in order to get there, our investments must provide us with a solid return. You cannot get there if your investments net a zero or negative return. I would like to thank you all for taking the time to listen to this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And until next time, have a great week ahead.